Conqueror Dub from the always almighty King Tubby from the album Crucial Dub. Good afternoon. You are listening to, of course, CKUT 90.3 FM in sunny Montreal. This is once again the Dub and Dumber version of If You Got Ears. My name is Sylvain Boutiet and I'm still your host for the whole month of August, delivering great dub music all the way to your house or wherever you are right now. Last week, we visited the political aspect of dub with the British stepper style. If you were not able to listen to it, and if you want to, uh, you can go on the CQT website and listen to the podcast. Today, we will approach a spiritual message within dub music from the Rasta spirit, the modern spirituality. I will try to juxtapose like I did last week with political speeches, speeches from spiritual masters of all kind, with dub music from all eras and from all over the world, France, England, Italy, Canada, Bosnia, and of course, Jamaica. We can't approach spirituality and dub without approaching, of course, the Rasta fate. If there's anyone listening from the Rasta faith, I deeply apologize. I'm just going to oversimplify this deep spiritual practice. My goal here is to create a context to get to play this great music and to keep insisting that dub is not just music. Dub takes its sources in its Rastafarian heritage. Rastafari developed in Jamaica during the 1930s as a religion as well as a social movement. We could say that it constituted more a way of life, a spiritual practice than a religion. The Rasta faith is above all, of course, concerned with black consciousness. The movement began amongst, Af amongst Afro-Jamaican who rejected the British imperialist culture that dominated Jamaica while at the same time making an effort to create an identity based on the reappropriation of their African heritage. Rastafarian are monotheists worshiping a singular god, Ja Rastafari viewed in the form of the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. As well as regard, regarding Ja as a deity, Rastas, oops, sorry about that, the marvel of live radio, um, as well as regarding Ja as a deity, Rastas also believed that is inherent within each individual. We speak more of knowing Ja rather than simply believing in him. It is seeking to narrow down distance between humanity and divinity. This way of life, if we could say, this strong code of ethic is not about belief. It is the embodiment of true living spirituality. In the same way, the sonic dimension of modern dub is also the embodiment of living spirituality. It is about defining or knowing one's true identity within your own culture and also within the whole universe. There is nothing fluffy here. It is all somewhat really down to earth. Dub is an offshoot of roots reggae. It is a voice of resistance, like we've I've been talking a lot for the last three weeks, toward Babylon. For the Rastas, there is an implicit connection between the depraved condition of modern culture and the biblical prophecies of the second coming that would cure a world overtaken by the wicked. So let's listen to Ras Eli Malikot about Rastafari. That's going to take me two seconds just to get all this stuff going. You ask I, who is Rastafari? Mm -hmm. Rastafari is I. Yes. I stand Rastafari. 
every eye stand Rastafari. Eye and eye. Rastafari. Highly. Celestial eye. Rastafari is sun, moon, and star. Rastafari is everywhere you are. It's snow, wind, rain. Here comes Rastafari again. Again and again and again and again. Absolving your colonial hurt. Negating your colonial pain from Rastafari, we could never refrain. You ask I, who is Rastafari? Rastafari is colorless, north, south, east, west, purging away your colonial mess. Indeed, Rastafari is the highest. Rastafari is king of kings, wood, stone, iron. Rastafari is the conquering lion. You ask I, who is Rastafari? Rastafari is uncompromising. Rastafari is soul uprising. Rastafari is no disguising. Rastafari is divine love. Well, is this surprising? <laughs> Ras Malikat, MDs that are alive. Yes, yeah. yeah. All these things coming from my heart. Yes, Thank you, Ras Eli Malikat, for, um, for this. So framing the liberation struggle in, is one reason that dub and reggae message has spread outward and seeped into streets culture around the world. So what about the music? What about the music itself? Musically speaking, ska, so of course roots reggae and dub comes in part from the Nyebingi drum rhythms. Nyebingi is the traditional music of the Rastafarian used during celebrations that consist of chanting and drumming to reach a state of heightened spirituality. Modern dub, with its sonic bass sound, is trying to facilitate the same state of heightened spiritual spirit. We could say that Nyebingi is a blend of 19th century gospel music and African drumming. The drum sound, in, the drum sound is the embodiment of jaw spirit and its divine energy. Reggae drummers combine the four different drums of Nyebingi, the thunder, the funde, the repeater, and the shaka into a complete drum kit. So let's get right to a great example to Nyebingi dub with the mystic revelation of Rastafari, a group formed in the late 1940s by Count Ossie. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you. 
what a great song. How can we define spirituality? I've read tons of books on Buddhism and other spiritual practices, and somehow the Wikipedia definition is absolutely perfect. Spirituality can refer to an ultimate or immaterial reality, an inner path enabling a person to discover the essence of their being, or the deepest value and meanings on which people live. It can encompass belief in immaterial realities or experience of the imminent or transcendent nature of the world. The Dalai Lama once said, our problems with both we experience externally, such as wars, crime and violence, and those we experience internally as emotional and psychological suffering will not be solved until we address this underlying neglect of our inner dimension. This is why the great movements of the last centuries, democracy, liberalism, socialism and communism and all the isms have all failed despite many wonderful ideas to deliver the universal benefits that were supposed to provide. A revolution is called for, certainly not a political revolution, economic or technical one. We have had enough of that type of experience during the past century to know that a purely external approach will not suffice. What I propose is a spiritual revolution. There are all sorts of revolutions, political revolutions, economic revolutions, industrial revolution, scientific revolution, artistic revolution, but no matter what one changed, the world will never get uh, any better as long as people themselves remain selfish and lacking in compassion. Where does a spiritual revolution begins? It begins with the individual, it begins with you, it begins with me. In this respect, a spiritual revolution is the most fundamental of all revolutions, while at the same time the most necessary for humankind. Surrender to impermanence, there is no escape. Resist anger, ignorance, attachment, greed, desires, vanity and the tyranny of the ego. Dub is transcendence. The dub, the base, will conquer all. Hopefully. So let's get into non-stop music from now on. The first set, Augustus Pablo, Zion Hill. Um, and King Toby on the mix, and two songs from Pura Vida and the Congos, African dub and rolling dub. Pura Vida is from Belgium, and this is probably the best album of the Congos since Heart of the Congos recorded with Lee Perry in 1977. But first, here is Jamaican dub poet, actor, musician, Mata Baruka. We must stop confusing religion and spirituality. Religion is a set of rules, regulations, and rituals created by humans, which were supposed to help people grow spiritually. Due to human imperfection, religion has become corrupt, political, divisive, and a tool for power struggle. Spirituality is not theology or ideology. It is simply a way of life, pure and original, as was given by the most eye of creation.
You know sometimes you're watching a commercial with a puppy in it and tears comes running down your face? Well, this next song, I have no idea why, does that to me. From French Boy, Junior Coney and Burn Babylon. And the fantastic word revision from Lee Perry. But first, here's Alan Watts who once said, trying to define yourself is like trying to bite your own teeth. Here's Alan Watts. It has become extremely plausible that this trip between the maternity ward and the crematorium is what there is to life. But when you consider this attitude, you know, what is the poetic counterpart of it? Man is a little germ that lives on an unimportant rock ball that revolves about an insignificant star on the outer edges of one of the smaller galaxies. Oh, what a put down that was. But you see, I don't know what question to ask when I wonder about the universe. It isn't a question that I'm wondering about, it's a feeling that I have. Because I cannot formulate the question that is my wonder. The moment my mouth opens to utter it, I suddenly find I'm talking nonsense. But that should not uh, prevent wonder from being the foundation of philosophy. Of well, as Aristotle said, wonder is the beginning of philosophy. Because it strikes you that existence is very, very strange. And then more so when this so-called insignificant little creature has inside his skull a neurological contraption that is able to center itself in the midst of these incredible expansive galaxies and start measuring the whole thing. That is quite extraordinary. And then furthermore, when you realize that in a world where there are no eyes, the sun would not be light. And that in a world where there were no soft skins, rocks would not be hard. Nor in a world where there were no muscles, would they be heavy. Existence is relationship, and you are smack in the middle of it. Watch it now, sir. Silence. Silence. Silence.
This is the Dub and Dumber version of If You Got Ears. So, um, I do have to apologize when I played this uh, excerpt from Alan Watts. The corny music in the back, I have really have nothing to do with it. So, it's going to happen again, so forgive me about that. Next in line, we got a great remix of Yabi Yu, Conquering Lion, 
Firstly, mixed by King Tubby, followed by my favorite Twilight Circus, Blue Motion. Um, but first, here's a word from Mathieu Ricard, one of the most prominent Buddhist scholar in the Tibetan tradition. So what is the current view of science about consciousness, about mind? Big question. <laughs> well, if you take neuroscientists, I think the vast majority of them have a physicalist, reductionist uh, perspective. Means although they all agree that we don't really know what consciousness is and we cannot define it in the brain, but they are convinced that with time we'll know more and more about the brain and we'll be able to fully explain consciousness. So in fact, some philosophers of mind, like Michel Bitbol and then the Buddhist, of course, the philosopher, will say, well, what you do is to resolve the soft problem. It means to make correlation between the activity of the brain and activity of consciousness. But you don't really, well, that's what they say, uh, bring a, a uh, show a causation that what you feel as experience is causing uh, those phenomena or if it's the brain that caused them. But the real question is like this. When you go to matter, if you go down and down and down, you come to quarks or particles or the, va the quantum vacuum, and then you stop there. The Leibniz question, why is there something rather than nothing? You cannot answer that. It is there. In Tibetan, we call chuni. That's the nature of things that phenomena do manifest. So unless you bring God or a creator, you cannot answer that question. Now, what about the mind? Well, you could study the mind from the outside, consciousness. That's what scientists do. And so that was what we call the third-person perspective. They look into the brain, they look into the person experience, describe it from the outside. But if you take the first-person perspective, you go deeper and deeper and deeper in your experience. Then what do you come to? I don't come to neurons and the brain. I don't even know that I have a brain unless the scientists tell me because I don't feel it. What do I come to eventually is pure awareness, a vivid, clear awareness, even without content, without mental construct. And then I cannot go further than that. That's a primary fact. So that's why we say that consciousness is primary as well as matter is primary. So that debate goes on and on. So let's see. Yeah. 
I'd like to read you two quotes that I just found from Joan Coltrane, one of my favorite all-time musicians. Um, I want to be a force for real good. In other words, I know they are bad forces. I know that there are forces out there that bring suffering to others and misery to the world, but I want to be the opposite force. I want to be the force which is truly for good. Invest yourself in everything you do. There's fun in being serious. I'd like to point out to people the divine in musical language that transcend words. Probably that's what I'm trying to do by playing so much dub in this show. So, next block is uh, another great one, I think. Um, we're going to be listening to Horace um, Martin, a very underrated Jamaican artist with the song Unity. I'm completely addicted to the first six seconds of this song, and I'm sure that you will be also. So after that, we'll be listening to two songs from Ranking Joe. Um, and But first, of course, we're going to have Tishnathan, the Zen master. And I know that Tishnathan has been sick for quite a while, so I wish him the best luck in recovery. So here's Tishnathan with Consciousness and Quantum physics. You cannot take the subject out of the object. You cannot take the object out of subject. They lean to each other in order to manifest. And if our mind is caught in uh, dualism, we cannot. We have no chance to to touch the ultimate. And there are many pairs of. Uh, of opposite that we are caught into. Like when we ask the question, how consciousness emerged from matter? We suppose that there is a world of matter, inanimate matter, la matière inerte. We believe that there is a world called uh, uh, that matter, la matière inerte. And we believe that there is consciousness that can emerge from, from that uh, world of that matter. That is discrimination. That is a double grasping also. The distinction, the, the, the discrimination between matter and mind is also a basic mistake. But uh, quantum mechanics now has begun to see that. We no longer believe that, uh, that uh, the electron, the photon, is something inanimate. There is a lot of intelligence in them. And uh, quantum mechanics is about to touch that kind of non-dualism between mat matter and, and mind. And they, many scientists have already recognized that there is intelligence in the elementary particle.
in science, many scientists still believe that consciousness and the object of consciousness are two distinctive things. That there is a consciousness, the subjective mind is in here, and is reaching out in order to understand nature, the world of reality outside. In Buddhism, that is the greatest mistake. That is called in Buddhism the dual grasping, double grasping. Consciousness is always consciousness of something. So if you believe that consciousness is something that can exist separately from the object of consciousness, you are wrong. And these two parts of, uh, of mind, they lean on each other in order to manifest.
and you're listening to CKUT 90.3 FM. I'm Sylvain Boutiet, and you're listening to the dub and dumber version of If You Got Ears. There's a lot of great dub made in North America. This set will be all Canadian and even Quebecois. Dubmatics with Fistful of Dub and Black Madonna, and our very own Poirier, the great Poirier, featuring Dubmatics on this song with Road Trip. But first, Here's Alan Watt with We Are Not Separate. And apologize again for the corny music behind Alan Watts. Here we go. That what I am involves what you are. I don't know who I am unless I know who you are. And you don't know who you are unless you know who I am. There was a wise rabbi once said, If I am I because you are you, and you are you because I am I, then I am not I and you are not you. In other words, we are not separate. We define each other. We're all backs and fronts to each other. You know, uh, you can't, for example, have two sticks. You lean two sticks against each other and they stand up because they support each other. Take one away and the other falls. They interdepend. And so in exactly that way, we and our environment And all of us and each other are interdependent systems. We know who we are in terms of other people. We all lock together. And this is again and again the serious scientific description of how things happen. And any good scientist knows, therefore, that what you call the external world is as much you as your own body. Your skin doesn't separate you from the world, it's a bridge through which the external world flows into you and you flow into it.
We are back. We are back on CKUT 90.3 FM. I certainly hope that you like the show today. So I'm gonna pretty much um, leave the talking to a minimum. There's so much great music to be played, and I only have 30 minutes to go. So next set, Augustus Pablo with the Upsetters. So mixed by Lee Scratch Perry with Vibrate On. Hornsman Coyote from Serbia with 14 Brass Meltdown, and also from their seminal 2-7 Clash album, Jamaica's Culture with Not a Shame. But first, here's a word from Tishnatan again. When we look into ourselves as a human being, we see that the human being is made only of non-human elements. We have the mineral element in us. We have the element of vegetable in us, and we have the element animal in us. Not only we have uh, human ancestors, mm-hmm. but we also have uh, animal ancestors, mm-hmm. and uh, vegetable ancestors, and also mineral ancestors. And uh, our ancestors are, do not belong to the past. They, be, they belong to the present. They are fully present in us. Without them, we cannot see the way we see. We cannot think the way we think. We cannot live the way we live. And uh, the electron also is also in us. So when I produce a thought, every ancestor in me, including the mineral ancestor, the animal, the visual ancestors, collaborate with me in order to produce that thought. It's like when you see, you look at the tree. That is not the job of only your eyes. And you know very well. And without the brain, without uh, the blood, without uh, uh, the cells in your body, without all that, Seeing is a, would be an impossible thing for eyes. So when the eyes see, the whole body uh, is participating in the act of seeing. So when we produce a thought, when we reason, when we uh, create music, when we do mathematics, not only if a number of uh, neurons are doing so, but the whole body, the whole, un- the whole lineage of ancestors in us are participating in producing that thought. Uh-huh.
Oh my, oh my, we still have 15 minutes. This is great. So let's roll on. Um, next set is going to be um, Panda Dub from France with Bamboo Vibration. UK Vibronics with Book of Revelation. Then we'll see how much time we have left. So, But first, here's a word from Rabina Corton, an Australian Buddhist teacher. Um, if you like what she's going to be talking about, go on YouTube. Her teaching is absolutely sublime. So here's Rabina Corton. According to Buddhism in general, you have the conventional mode of how things exist, which is the Davidness of David and the carpetness of carpet and the cupness of cups and like that. They're all got their own distinct conventional mode of existing, and they're all kind of in that within that context exist conventionally speaking. Then you have the ultimate or final mode of existence of things, okay? And that's, if you like, the same for everything. So ultimately, Buddha would say, ultimately, Buddha would say, you cannot find inherent, self-existent glasses-ness. Glasses are empty of being inherent, findable, real, in and of themselves, glassesness, which is how we grasp at everything, Buddha would say, due to this fundamental ignorance in our mind. It is empty of that, and empty in the sense simply means lacking, lacking that type of existence. But the ignorance within our mind, Buddha is saying, which is completely pervasive, absolutely clings to that, believes it, sees it a billion percent unceasingly, and it's a total, big, fat, rotten lie.
It's almost time to say goodbye. I hope you will be with me next week at the same time. When one realizes oneself, one realizes the essential nature of the universe. The existence of duality is only an illusion, and when this illusion is undone, the primordial unity of one's own nature and the nature of the universe is realized. Nothing is permanent, nothing is fixed, nothing is stable. And until next week, rejoice. Here's Abashanti with positive vibration. Yeah!